meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elim Church building at LeBanks St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us, find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom on those who were in distress, for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of the Rubalim and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke of the bird that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You are listening to a free download from Delancey Elam Church. This little shepherd's crook helps me remember that Jesus came for everyone. The next thing is a star. And the star reminds me of the wise men and how the, the story of the wise men followed the star. And it helps me to remember that it's important every single day for us all to follow God and to follow what he says and to follow his instructions and his plan and purpose for our lives. So we've got a shepherd's crook, we've got a star and we've got a little wrapped up gift to remind us that Jesus was God's son sent as a gift to all mankind, to the whole world. It was somebody that was sent, and it was a precious gift. It wasn't just something that, that was just, you know, God bought in the back in the shop, in the pound shop. It was his most precious, most amazing gift that he could ever give. And it was precious to him. And he gave us his precious son. A gold coin. And the gold coin helps us to remember the gold that the wise men brought to Jesus. And it helps us to remember that he was a king, and a king for all Jews, but also was a king for all mankind, somebody that we can follow. And we have a little tea light. Here we go, there we go, a little tea light. And this helps us remember that Jesus is the light of the world. That he came to be a light in all, for all mankind to see. So we've got our tea light. And in my box, we have some holly and some berries. And the holly helps me remember, the green of the holly helps me remember that Jesus came 
to bring eternal life. He came to bring eternal life. And how did he do that? He did it through the red, the blood that Jesus spilt when he went to the cross. So we can remember using the holly and the berries, the, the green of eternal life and the red for the blood of Jesus. And a little Christmas tree. I know it's little. You'll have to forgive the signs of my props. But it's quite hard to get a big Christmas tree in a box this size. The green Christmas tree. And this reminds me of the tree of life. And that Jesus came to bring eternal life for all mankind. And he came to to give us the promise of heaven. And so the green Christmas tree helps us remember the promise of the tree of life. And last of all, is a little Santa. And I know at that point some of you go, Oh, is he really bringing Santa at last? But you know, Santa comes... And he delivers presents around the world. And he's got a list. A list of those who are naughty and a list of those who are nice. But Jesus came for every single one of us. It doesn't matter whether we're on the naughty list or the good list. And I'm on the naughty list, definitely. But he came for every single one of us. And he's brought the greatest gift that mankind could ever know, which is a relationship, a friendship with God. So these things help me just remember some of the truths behind the Christmas story, that it's not just a story, it's not just an event, it's not just about the presents, it's not just about the the food, it's not just about all these things, but there's a great story underlying it of a God in heaven who loved mankind so much that he did everything he could to restore a friendship with mankind. You are listening to a free download from Delancey Elam Church. Okay. How many love the presents? I think Jody's presence is awesome. I'd have such fun with that. I tell you, I just, I, my mind was going through all sorts of ideas so I could shoot with that. It was like, I love it. I'm quite impressed with Christmas jumpers today. I think we ought to have a show. Clive and Margaret, you must stand up to show us your jumpers. Come on, show us your jumpers. And show us underneath the jumper, Clive, underneath the jumper. Whoa. Wow. How do you compete with that? That is just awesome. Okay, let me just read you a verse from Isaiah chapter 9. And Liz read it wonderfully a little bit earlier. But just to give you that one verse... I just want to share for a few moments from Isaiah 9, verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I just want to think about those names. Before I just look at those names, I just love this phrase. I think it's so wonderful. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. I just, I just love that phrase. I really love that phrase. Because when you think about it, God gave us Jesus, but I just love this fact that he came, and I just love this sense that he came to identify with us. He, he feels what we feel. He feels the pain what we feel. He, threw, he, he feels all the things that we go through, he feels. The word became flesh, and he did it so he could so perfectly identify with you and I. Isn't that true? See, to, to really love somebody, you've got to really 
identify and feel with what they feel. It's a big debate today. You know, should Christmas be celebrated? Was Jesus really born on December the 25th? There's probably a good chance he wasn't. But the issue is, not when he was born, the fact he was born. Amen? As I love this thought, that we celebrate, whenever that was, the fact we have a moment, a day, where we begin to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now when you think about it, it says, unto us a son is given. It describes a gift that has been given. You ever thought about this, that often... Don't you find this with people, and we're all the same a little bit, that we find it very easy to give, but I think a lot of people find it very hard to receive. I find it so, you know, we're all very easy, we can give things, often easy, but we find it very, very difficult to receive. Have you ever done that to someone? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, it's almost this response, the moment we give someone, someone's often a resistance to receiving. And I just love this thought that that God wants us to receive everything is made available to us. And when we look at these names in a moment, I want you to see that these names are a revelation of what Jesus wants to give to you. You see that? The revelations of what he wants to give to us. Revelations of what he wants us to receive. So there's the first one. I can remember the first one. The government will be upon his shoulders. I think the entrance point to every other name mentioned here is based on this one fact of whether we are willing to allow Jesus to supremely rule in the center of our lives. You see, you can't experience all the other things unless you've come to a point in your life where you've truly submitted and made Jesus the Lord and the center of your whole being. The government will be upon his shoulders. And Jesus wants to you to experience all that he wants to give to you, but based on this fact of him reigning supremely in your life. So his name will be called, what's the next one? He'll be called, I like this phrase, Wonderful. Sometimes when you can't fully give expression in human language, we say things like, wow. You know, I saw Ant's coat there this morning. I went, wow. You know, it's beyond human description. Uh, <laughs> I told you I can remember. But the thing about Jesus is that he often goes beyond human expression. And so the phrase is given that Jesus is wonderful. And everything he does is wonderful. And I think one of the things that we need to, ne- need to get a hold of is that if you're not really excited about who Jesus is, then you've not really understood who he is. Because the more you understand about Jesus, the more exciting he becomes. And I think often, unless we get a revelation of how wonderful Jesus is, I mean, you think of all the amazing things he did, all the miracles, he makes a wedding, the wedding of the century. He takes fishermen and changes and transforms their lives. He does miracle after miracle, and the people, when they look at him, there's a phrase that describes him. They said they marveled 
at all the amazing things he did. Because he was so wonderful. I wonder if that's true of your heart this morning. How much is your heart excited and stunned by the beauty and the awesomeness of Jesus? You know what the truth is? I think the thing is, if we never see how wonderful he is, the Christian life becomes powerless, it becomes a form, and it becomes boring. But the more revelation I have of Jesus, the more exciting. You know, I think more and more that that our hearts need to sort of grasp how amazing, how wonderful, and how truly remarkable Jesus truly is. Someone described the gaze. He said this, when you really see Jesus, it's the gaze that stuns the heart. And I think our hearts can so easily get so caught up with the routine of Christian living, we lose the sense of how wonderful, how exciting, how thrilling Jesus truly is. His name is Wonderful. His name is what? Counselor. Let me just say this about wonderful. I don't think there's nothing else that transforms the human heart but a revelation of Jesus. Nothing will so stun and amaze and stimulate the human heart than a revelation of the true wonder of Jesus. He's also called the wonderful counselor. He's the wonderful counselor. I think I've mentioned it before. There's a great translation of the Bible called the Passion. Remember we've seen the Passion translation. It's amazing. So you ought to have got that in your Christmas stocking. and Maybe get it for next year. If you didn't get it this year, put it this year. A translation, the Passion translation of some of the the books, the the scriptures, the Bible. The guy, I forget his name now, who actually translated it, he uses, this is how he describes the book of Proverbs. He says, in the Hebrew, the word Proverbs, and I wrote this down because I thought it was so amazing. He says, the word Proverbs in Hebrew means... To rule in power, to give wisdom, to rule in life. In other words, the more counsel and wisdom I get from Jesus, the more he enables me to rule in life. I'm able to rule over circumstances and problems because the counsel and the wisdom that Jesus gives. In fact, that word counsel is actually used in two phrases. The first phrase is, it speaks of, of, of a king would have someone who would come alongside him and tell him how to govern and run the country. And Jesus wants to come alongside you and tell you and direct you of how to lead your life. He's the counsellor. He wants to direct you on how to run your marriage, how to run your family, how to parent your kids, how to be a grandparent, whatever else. He comes to give you counsel and wisdom. That's the first meaning. The second meaning is this. Jesus is an expert on the human heart. See, sometimes we don't always know what goes beyond the surface. Ever heard this phrase, the issue beyond the issue? Ever heard that phrase? Sometimes what we see as the issue is not the issue because often there's an issue beyond the issue. How do you know the issue beyond the issue? It's because Jesus is an expert on the human heart. He knows what's really going on in the human heart. He knows what is below the surface. He knows what really is in your heart. And he's the only one who can truly reveal the human heart. 
In other words, he gets to the root to deal with the fruit. Jesus is, how many are glad he's the great counselor? There's no circumstance, there's no problem, there's no situation that he cannot give you wisdom for. Whatever you face in life, whether it be in your workplace, whether it be in your business, whether it be just in, in your home life, Jesus is the great counselor who is able to give you wisdom and counsel for every circumstance in life. He's the great counselor. Here's the next one. I like this one. He's the mighty God. He's defeated every enemy you and I will face. And I just want you to get a hold of anything. If, I, if you don't lose anything, lose, don't lose sight of this one. He's the mighty God. He's mighty. He's awesome. He describes, and he used this term many times, nothing is impossible to those that believe. And I don't know what impossible circumstances you're going to face, did I say in 2017. But I know this. He is mightier enough and powerful enough to deal with every challenge, to deal with every circumstance, to deal with everything you face. He has the power and the ability to deal with it. He's the mighty God. You know one thing we pray for? We often pray for more faith. And I've discovered, really, it's not more faith we need, it's less doubt. We need to believe, we need to doubt less, and the, the more we deal with doubt, the more faith we'll have. Because Jesus says you can have faith as small as what I mustard seed. And you can achieve incredible things. So it's not so much more faith we need, we need less doubt. Let's deal with unbelief this year. Let's deal with doubt. And let's believe that nothing is impossible for those what believe. Let's be believers who believe him to be the mighty God who specializes in impossibilities. Anybody can deal with a possibility. But Jesus is the expert at dealing with what? Impossibilities. And here's the last phrase. He is the... No, one, two more... The everlasting Father. How could I forget that one? Jesus came to reveal the Father. I love that fact that the greatest name of God ever to be revealed was the name Father. And really, the greatest person to reveal the Father was Jesus. He used the phrase, if you want to know what God's really like, is a Father. And he's so interested with every sphere, every part of your being. He says, even the hairs on your head are numbered. Now, for some of us, it's not too much of a problem. Amen? Uh, But the fact is, he knows every intricate detail about your life, and he's interested in it. He comes to reveal the caring and the compassion and the, the Father's heart. And the more I know Jesus, the more I'll get to know the Father. And he wants you to we get into it. He wants you to see that, 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 you are, that you have an amazing heavenly father who's concerned, who loves you, who cares for you. Someone once said this, that we were created to receive love. The more you see father, the more you begin to say, I'm created to be a recipient of the love of God. Let me give you a quote. St. Augustine. How many think that sounds impressive? No, no. This is what he said. He says, he loves every one of us as though there was just one of us to love. I love it. He loves you as if you were the only one to love. I love that. And Jesus came to reveal the incredible love of Father. 
not just for you to know it as a theological truth, but for you to experience it. You can know it as a theological term, but he wants you to experience the true Father heart of God. And this really is the last one. He's the everlasting Father. And I love this. He's the Prince of Peace. You see, the fact he's called the Prince means that unless Jesus really rules in your heart, you never have true peace. You see, I want to get a hold of that because peace isn't just a nice phrase that we use. When the Jews said peace, they used the word shalom. We say, I think it's boring actually, hello. I mean, but let me show you what shalom means, what peace means. You think about it. This is, what, this is the way Jewish people greet each other. When it, can you imagine being greeted this way every day? It means completeness, safety, soundness, health, prosperity, tranquility. Can you imagine every time you, you greet someone said, Shalom, and you said, may you be complete, may you be safe, may you have soundness, may you have health, may you have prosperity, I like that one, may you have tranquility, wouldn't it be awesome? Instead of saying, hello, how are you, you know what I mean? I like Shalom one. And that's what peace means. God wants you to have completeness, soundness, health, prosperity, tranquility. And I think peace comes, and it's not just, I said that term, I think peace is a supernatural work of God. Because peace, the peace of God is so powerful, it's so amazing, that even in the darkest moments of your life, the peace of God can keep you. Say, for example, I think it was Friday, because Amy missed the boat because of this, but on Friday there was this big storm. Remember this storm supposedly on Friday? Boats couldn't sail and everything else. If you were 30 feet below the surface, you wouldn't even know there's a storm there. Is that true? And that's like the peace of God. The peace of God goes beyond the surface. It's something supernatural in your heart. And no matter what's going above the surface of your life, the peace of God has an incredible way to empower you and strengthen you through the hardest times. How many have experienced that, the peace of God? And are glad for it. Because you would have fallen apart without that peace. Because peace is completeness. It keeps you together in hard situations. How many love the peace of God? The peace of Jesus. And I'll tell you one thing. As I begin to keep, the Bible says he will keep you in perfect peace, what? Whose mind is stayed on thee. So here's the point. As I think about the fact he's an everlasting father, as I set my mind that he's a mighty God, as I set my mind he's wonderful and amazing, as I begin to set my mind on those facts, you know what I get? Peace. Because perfect peace is a result of what you set your mind on. So if you set your mind on your problems and your difficulties and your challenges, and that's all you think about, I guarantee you're not going to have much peace. But if you set your mind on the fact that Jesus is amazing, is awesome, is the mighty God, is the, is the counselor, and you set your mind on those things, then peace is going to rule in your mind and rule in your heart. Let's make 2017 a year where you are ruled and controlled by the supernatural power of the peace of God that passes all understanding. Let's think of these phrases. Let's just be close. Let's think about these phrases. Go over them again in your mind. 
He's the one that rules. Let him rule in your life. He's wonderful. Make Jesus wonderful and amazing in your life. He's the counselor who wants to direct your life. He's the mighty God who has the ability and the power to rule and work in your life. He's the everlasting father and he's the wonderful prince of peace. And every one of those things, God wants you to experience on a day-to-day basis in your life. Can you say amen? Should we just stand right now? Let's just stand and tell you what, as we close, if you just put your hand on your heart right now. So I think one thing we need in 2017, we need peace. Supernatural peace that will keep your heart, that will keep your mind. When all the storms of life come, when all the, the things that life throws at you rise up, the, you've got a peace in your heart. And nothing can steal that peace because it doesn't come from, from human emotions. It comes as a supernatural work of the Spirit of God working in the core of your heart and the core of your being. Lord, today I pray for every one of us. We thank you for this great time of the year. We celebrate your birth. We thank you, Lord, today for us. A son has been given. And we celebrate. We thank you for the gift that you gave to us. But we thank you for all that we receive today, Lord. We receive your counsel. I pray for every circumstance in 2017. We pray for the counsel and the wisdom of God. Lord, I pray for a revelation that you're a mighty, awesome God. May we understand how wonderful and how amazing. May our hearts be staggered by your sheer beauty and your sheer wonder. And I pray, Lord, for every heart, God, that your peace will rule in their hearts. May the peace of God that passes understanding, keep your mind, keep your heart, keep the whole of your being. May the Lord bless you with his peace. May his peace keep you. May his peace strengthen you. May his peace empower you. For we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.org.